We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome back, everybody. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you do not have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number, based off number, number, based off number 68. And that is the number at the time of this recording. So if you listen to us a little later, thank you for listening. But the number might have changed. Aliens. It is Ripley's Root Beer. Root Beer, Dark Rum, and Bailey's. If you're drinking it, drink responsibly. Um, Aliens, 1986. Director, James Cameron. Writer, James Cameron, David Geiler, and Walter Hill. Starring Sigourney Weaver, IMDb rating 8.4 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomato score, critics 98, audience is 94. The exact same as the first one, which we did last week. Uh, Letterbox 4.2 out of 5. Box office 85.1 million domestic, 237.5 million adjusted for inflation. Worldwide 183.3 million, 511.2 million adjusted for inflation. Uh, Oscars at 1, best visual effects, best sound editing. It was nominated with for Sigourney Weaver. Um, it was nominated for Best Actress for Sigourney Weaver, Best Production Design, Best Sound, Best Editing, and Best Score. I was just thinking this because I saw that this was the first like sci-fi action movie to get like an acting nomination, and then I looked, and because I, I I literally couldn't even think except for everything ever all at once. I couldn't even think of another movie in the sci-fi category. Yeah, and then I went on IMDb and there was like maybe two. That had an acting, even nomination, acting. What? I think it was... Um, was Matthew McConaughey nominated for Interstellar? Mm-mm. 12 Monkeys. Uh, That's been uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. It, the Martian had a nomination for acting. Gravity had a nomination for acting. But those um, are more dramas than sci-fi. Not Gravity. I don't consider... That's sci-fi. Um, And then there was... there. Um, Cocoon had one. That one. And... Starman had a nomination in the 80s. So that I, I was like, wow, there's literally no movies. But I just thought it was a little interesting tidbit. Um, Jimmy, did you, did you find your shotgun fact? Yes, Good. I did. And you can start. Okay, so James Cameron sent his Terminator screenplay out to producers in the hope of landing more writing assignments. He was hired to write Aliens on the recommendation of Walter Hill, who loved the Terminator, and was offered the director's chair after the studio was so impressed with his screenplay. Did you read that, like, no one liked him, though? Like, I guess Terminator didn't come out yet, so, like, everyone was, like, very defensive in support of, like, Ridley Scott. Was Ridley Scott ever in contention? I didn't read. No, that. they no. didn't ask him at all. Is that why the crew was kind of like upset? Because I guess like yeah, there wasn't it was even... the same crew, and okay. they were like, yeah, no. They no, like... I think I read that he didn't actually invite anyone from the original Alien crew to assist on the film because he didn't want them out of loyalty to Ridley Scott. No, I think I think 
whoever worked at the studio though no, in, they, in London. They, no, but they didn't hate him because of Alien. They hated him because of the way he ran stuff. Oh, I read multiple that both they didn't like the way he ran stuff and also to to begin with, they didn't even want him like on the job. I read out of loyalty the Ridley Scott. I read in like more so that they just didn't like they didn't think that he had experience. And maybe they people like automatically threw Ridley Scott's name in there just to like create tabloid fodder. But I said that I I mean not I said I read that they said that he didn't have any experience. They didn't think that he knew what he was doing. So whenever he would tell them to like set up a shot or do something, they thought they knew better than him. He also hated the fact that they you took know tea time. T- took tea time and they were wasting hours. So I so I read that it's because of like their culture clashes and because they didn't believe in him at all that the crew just fucking hated him which is like a reason why that like i also know that i also read that james cameron and at the time his girlfriend galen heard like quit the film like twice yeah and then like i i I read that but i also read it was it was rough going into it because they were like hesitant to even work with him and then it didn't help that the cultural differences but i think he said like once he left the soundstage he's like i'm never working at this studio ever again wherever they filmed it yeah i don't was it pine pinewood pinewood okay and he never has so i think he went to australia and that's where he filmed they also called he also called them all out saying they were the most lazy like fucking people on the planet well isn't james cameron known to be like kind of a dick sometimes when he directs yeah because he wants what he wants it's kind of like a david fincher thing where he's like i want exactly what my vision is but i mean back then you didn't know but now if you sign on for a james cameron film like a david fincher film you know you're going to be doing a scene seventeen thousand times to get it but you know right. it's gonna come out great. But I was just gonna say he was he was hired to write and he was direct he was hired to direct Aliens due to the fact that they loved the Terminator screenplay and the Aliens screenplay. Yet now his movies are not known for their screenplays because they are lack. I feel like he's just like I'm gonna just spend all my time creating he's, the special effects for this movie. He's a direct. He's a person that directs and writes all his movies. But yet, like I feel like you're right. No one ever was like. He's a great writer. No. He's a great director. Well, but I mean, Terminator and Aliens, I would consider, were written very good. I just... It's like yeah, they Titanic were. and Avatar. Avatar. I'm trying to think I mean, I wouldn't do in between those movies. Aliens was written well. I wouldn't say it's like the best. It's not like, uh, oh I my like God. Titanic. Like, I like the way it's written. It's it's the, Avatar, no, the romance different. part. It's just... It's a little slow. I never. You know what the thing is, but I feel like that's a that's a subjective opinion because among the female point of view, Titanic is viewed as one of the greatest love stories in movies of all time. I'm also biased because I just don't like. I don't love his writing to begin with. Like even Aliens, I like Aliens, but like I don't think the script is like that great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good, but not like oh my god, it's so great. In terms of the love story with Jimmy, said I feel like that's just subjective. I between feel, men and women. I just feel though that Titanic is known for the last half more than the first half. Yes, but Titanic's also known between the love for the love story between Rose and Jack. Yeah, I can see I see that, but I, I just feel like when we saw it in the theater this February, I feel like Well yeah, okay, like, yeah. like making fun but of I've also seen it like multiple times. Like it's no longer to, like when you say you see them, they release it every all the Februarys, which you know it's, it's Valentine's of the love story. <laughs> no, but when we saw it, like we were in a pretty sold out theater. Yeah, we were in a very sold out and, theater each time we've really and seen it. It was like during the like the you know the first half, everyone's kind of like making fun of like you know making fun of it and just like laughing. Well, because now everyone is, and just then like, it's it not. gets to the half the halfway point where it starts to sink, and like it was everyone silent. silent. <laughs> it was like 
like kids who I'd, I don't think well, I'd seen the movie. I mean, to they're that, little babies. To that point, you're not going to make fun of. Oh, look at all these people dying. I mean, like, there's more to. I did have laugh fun when with. the guy hit the propeller. I know, but what I'm saying is, it's more. There's more to have fun with in the beginning because literally everyone is dying. And again, end. yeah, I feel like we come back to the same conversation that we always do. Movies have evolved. A lot since like Titanic has come along. So, you know, we've seen better written romance love stories. But so has now. James Cameron's writing about? <laughs> no. Well, no, well, I liked her. I think his first couple movies he wrote are really good. Now I feel like you, I agree with Matt in the sense that he's more about the entire spectacle. So his writing falls short. But it's not that like it's the worst thing. Like he still comes up with a good cohesive enough cohesive enough story. He comes up with good ideas. It's like his movies are usually over two hours every time. The minimum two and a half hours. Yeah, but it, so there's now, nothing it like super out. unique about it. Yeah, he's great at creating a world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like true. it's just that he take he he usually goes with the simple plot now. Mm-hmm. Or just reuses it with Avatar too. Okay, well, I like Avatar, but no, two I like better Avatar, than Avatar too, but like, if, it's just I remember watching this. I'm like, it's the same thing. Wait, the villain not only is the same motive, but the same person. It, it's the same, but no, but, yeah. And also, the second, the the last act of Avatar two is Titanic. He's great. It well, is. yeah, it he's is. just spectacle. He's just perfecting the same movie over, and just over a different. And the over technology and is over better, again. and he just does it over and over. And yet, again. we still give him a billion dollars each time. A billion, try two billion. But Kelly, do you have your shotgun fact? Uh, well, my shotgun fact is a simple fact because I was going to add on the stuff where like the crew hated him, but we just talked about it. All right. So basically, because I I lost where it was out there was the alien nest set was kept intact after filming. It was later used as the Axis chemical set for Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton. When the Batman crew first entered the set, they found most of the alien nest still intact. That was I like that. I like that fun fact. I think that's cute. No, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, yeah. And it's, because uh, I was, like, trying to, like, look back at, like, Google, like, the the set for yeah. Batman. I'm like, I see the similarities. Just no alien nest all throughout. <laughs> um, and mine is, it wasn't in his budget to create the opening imagery of a robotic arm cutting into the shuttle and discovering this a sleepy, a sleeping Ripley. A sleepy Ripley. <laughs> a sleepy Ripley. James Cameron paid to have the scene included out of his own pocket. And I'm like, I like that scene because it, I like that they literally start as soon as the like as soon as possible well, when the last one ends. They said that well, well it I wasn't read that as soon as possible. But you I meant like she went to bed in the cry or whatever, and then the next scene is like them finding her in space because of that. I do believe that that's the best way to start a sequel if yeah. depending on how the first one like ended. Mm-hmm. But I read that Gail Ann Hurd forced him to pay that out of his pocket because I think a little conflict arose. Oh, really? In terms of financial budgeting. I know it's because of the budget, she, yeah. And she straight up was just like, you have to fucking pay for this. Yeah. All right? You want it? You pay for it. Like, we can't pull out any more, like, for this movie because I have never read such a history behind a movie. I mean, I guess I have, but, like, the amount of pushback this movie fucking got. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people didn't want to develop it, develop it? How long it's spent in development? Hell. And the fact that it just ended up like the way it was, like it's one of the few movies that actually ended up successful, re- like despite like 
the amount of how much people didn't want to make this fucking also, movie. Also, I want to know where he... I mean, I was like, he didn't have his Avatar money. He didn't have his Titanic money. Galen I was like, where are you pulling this his money girlfriend's from? girlfriend's money. I know, because I was like... <laughs> You had Terminator, yes, successful, but it didn't even come out yet. Like or his he, wife's he, he money. He could have also time. had, you know, his aliens money. Like he was putting up his own pay. For I this. guess maybe because in my head I was like, you can easily do that now. But I was like, you had nothing out yet. Like you had, I think, maybe one movie. He like, had written Piranha Two: The Spawning, so I think that. Well, he directed the, the Piranha Two one. Did he? I guess he did. Yeah, he, he did. did he had that's that. his only movie but he had. No, I think um, Terminator. He probably had his Terminator money too. Because that's Terminator true. It was done. Had, it just wasn't yeah. out yet. And it was. The, but it did come out while they were filming. Was the abyss out? I thought, at it, that I point thought it came no? out. I thought it came out. No, it was after. I thought it came out after they filmed. No, no, it came out during it. So then, like, I think that's why they also were like, okay, we're gonna go negotiate a little better. Uh, that was Shotgun Facts. Jimmy, can you please share some information? Oh, no, just kidding. We shared some information. Now you share the summary. Okay. 57 years after Ellen Ripley had a close encounter with a reptilian alien creature from the first movie, she is called back this time to help a group of highly trained colonial? Colonial? Yeah, they're called colonial marines. Okay. Colonial marines. I kept thinking of like a woman churning butter. Uh, <laughs> fight off against the sinister extraterrestrials. But this time, the aliens have taken over a space colony on the moon, LV-426. When the colonial marines are called upon to search the deserted space colony, they later find out that they are up against more than what they are bargained, than what they bargained for. Using specially modified machine guns and enough firepower, it's either fight or die as the space marines battle against the aliens. As the Marines do their best to defend themselves, Ripley must attempt to protect a young girl who is the sole survivor of the nearly wiped out space colony. That was our summary. That was our shotgun facts. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is B from Arbitrary Advice. Your one-stop shop for advice, arbitrary and otherwise. We talk about anything and everything from serious issues to internet challenges and life hacks. Have a question or topic you want covered? I'm available through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. My mission is to help people through their challenges, no matter the size. New episodes every Sunday and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Number 68, Aliens. Um, As we always start off, as we always do, do you think it deserves to be number 68? And do you think it should even be on the list at all? I'll start with you, Jimmy. What was Alien? What number? 52. Uh, so 56. it's higher. It's rated higher. Alien is rated higher. Okay. Well, I believe that Aliens should be above Alien. Okay. So that answers both questions. So you just think they should swap? Like, is that like... No. But, uh, yeah. I think they should swap. Okay. Uh, that's my thing. I think they should swap. Kelly? I agree with Jimmy on both... On both um fronts i think aliens is so much better again i have a bias towards more action-oriented films and i do believe it deserves to be in the top 100 and this is surprising coming from me because i have a bias towards horror so you would think i like the first one better but i thought the story was much more fleshed out yeah especially considering jimmy also has a bit of a bias against it's action a- action but more importantly like soldiers you're like not I don't like warm. I'm not a big war movie. He's fan. not a big war movie fan, but that also like, includes I, like 
soldiers kind of themselves. I was right? watching. I was watching um, one of the our upcoming movies, and I was thinking, which is a war film, and I was like, there are so many better war films than this. And then I was googling war films while watching it, which is funny because I was just like, I love this movie, and he's just. <laughs> and like, I do oh. enjoy that movie, but I was like, there are better. No, yeah, of course, I, I agree a hundred percent on that. There are. I am the opposite of you guys. I think sixty-eight is fine because I like Alien better than Aliens, but I think both should be in the top hundred. I think sixty-eight, perfect. I don't think it should go any lower than a hundred. Anything else? Anywhere else uh, below Alien, I think it's fine. I don't know, just Alien, and I think I said this last episode, caught me off surprise because I wasn't expecting to be like a outright like sort of horror movie. I didn't know it was that horror-y. I thought it was more like, you know, a little creepy here and there. But then right before I watched this one, Kelly was like, yeah, that's all gone. So in my head... Though it's still, this one still ended up on the top 101 scariest movie moments brought to you by Shudder. And I will say... They're both on the list. Because I remember, I remember watching that with you guys last year, and I remember the part in Alien that came up, and I remember I was like, "Wait, there's something else from Alien," but I was like, "Or what was the, the part? Fr- what was the part in Alien?" Alien was the chestburster scene. Oh, okay, scene. and then this this one was was with with the same creature. This was with the face hugger, like chasing them in the room chasing with the sprinklers, them. and the doors are closed. Um, because I was like, wait, is that from Aliens or is that Alien? Then it happened. Okay. No, because I, you remember Aliens because the little girl is in it. That's yeah. why I was like, okay, I remember a little girl being Nukes there in it. But that's when I think I liked Aliens the best is when they, it wasn't as, it wasn't, you know, it was, I got a lot of like, well, obviously it's the other way around, but I got a lot of Avatar vibes from this, but obviously Aliens is, Avatar's giving Aliens vibes, but I watched it opposite. I also think because there's more of the alien in this one, you see it more and they've progressed more in the uh, practical effects. Mm-hmm. That's it. why it works better. And that's like they didn't just be like, oh, let's just use the first alien. Because you said you didn't like the way it... Was it you or Kelly? It was me. It was me. And I was like, well, you really, really saw it because I think that was a reason like we don't know how to... And also when they they did end up showing more than like the the neck up, it looked like a guy in a suit. This one, I think when they did delve into like the horror and like kind of like the eeriness of it, that was my favorite parts. But that's something they did better. They did the alien better. They did the action better, obviously, because it was more of an action movie. And I think because it was a sequel, they kind of started from, they went from like zero to 100 as soon as the movie started. And I kind of liked that because it was just different approach. So I was like, oh, okay, they're not trying to do the same thing as Alien. But I didn't, I did think like the story felt more generic because it didn't have that like extra like layer that like the first one did. I don't, I disagree with that. I think the story was improved in Aliens versus Alien. And the reason why I think is because they did have a bigger budget and they did have the ability to show the alien more. So the story itself wasn't constrained by the fact that you couldn't see the alien as much. But the reason why I don't care for Alien as much as, and we talked about this in our Alien episode, is that I believe the first movie, the story was kind of blech because they were constrained by the fact that they couldn't show the alien as much as they should. Sometimes it works in horror movies where you don't really see the actual killer or entity as much. But for the first alien, I thought that really like hampered it down. Like I said, during the second act, I always fall asleep. I cannot, for some reason, just keep my, it doesn't hold my attention as much. The second movie I thought the story was so much better. I was more invested in it. Again, I do have a bias towards action movies, but I also felt that 
we had more of a roller coaster in terms of intensity. But again, this is attributed to the fact that we see the alien more and there is an increase in budget. But it held my attention the entire time. I felt the intensity. I felt the tenseness. And I just felt a whole lot more in terms of engagement versus the first alien where, again, it probably is because we don't see it as much. And I just thought the story was kind of constrained due to the fact that it had a lower budget and we didn't see it. But it's also because I've seen movies that have had lower budgets that have been able to hold my attention much better. I I just felt that I just think the story is so much better in Aliens because I relate to it better. I also think it's who's directing it because Ridley Scott is more drama, uh, dialogue driven films. And then you have uh, James Cameron, who is the complete opposite of that who's explosions who's like a fancy michael bay almost so again like again it's because of my bias yeah i I enjoy james cameron far more that's where i think that that's because i mean i haven't seen alien 3 like in a very long time or in full maybe but i mean that's david fincher just so i mean that's that's a completely different director (laughs) also so and he butchered it And like I, I Sorry, I know he he hates it too. But oh my god, Alien Three! Oh god. <laughs> well, that's. I feel like they just the way they went about to make. See, that's the that's the, the that's, concept was good. The execution horrible. But in the same way, but the idea also. I, but this, I love Gladiator. But this one, he this, can do action. Sorry, no, this he is can't annoying because I love Gladiator. But James Cameron, I think, knows how to keep the story going with action as opposed to, I feel like Ridley Scott more like has a scene with action, if that makes sense. I mean, I think yes and no, but again, I really just think that my less like of the first one really just has to do with the constraints of the budget in the fact that he couldn't, I felt like if Ridley Scott had a bigger budget, he would have been able to flesh out alien a bit more in terms of the way he, told the story and i probably would have enjoyed it far more but because he was so restrained i just don't think that that's why i couldn't keep my like it couldn't keep my engagement of the See, movie. like a lot of things you said about aliens about the story i agree with you it's not saying i'm not saying it's a bad story it's just like but i'm saying it wasn't like out of the box creative like i thought alien was because it added that horror element like there was no like extra element that like added to it so it wasn't bad it just didn't like have extra goodness to it like the, it was good but there wasn't any extra to it it's an action movie that i feel like you know it 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 could be certain parts are done a lot of, a lot of times it's not the most creative story and that's not a bad thing but the thing is is that james cameron in my opinion was able to get me to care for the crew no and i, I didn't care for the crew in the first alien I will say I like the crew better in the first. The second one, I got annoyed by certain. I liked a few of them. I liked like, oh no. I feel like you didn't like them because they gave off the Avatar soldiers vibes and you don't like that. Me? No, I like the, I like the, the woman that stayed till towards the end and then I die at the end. Like with the girl. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I hated Bill Pullman. Paxton. Paxton. I hated his character. Oh, I liked so Bill Paxton's character. I want, it was like the, whatever the other name is in the first one. Oh, the uh, woman who kept screaming. Yeah, he, all he did was just like <laughs> say stupid like one-liners. I'm like, shut up, like stop, like we don't need this right now. Well, that was I'm the purpose on, like, of Rip- his character. No, I know, but I just like I was into Ripley and the daughter and like that relationship and like 
the other characters, they had, what's the word? They had personalities, but it wasn't like, he was like in your face. Like, but I I'm, liked his. I know. I, I, it was her, him, and I forgot the other name because that's how much I hated her. <laughs> well, I don't Ellen? know her name either. No, but it's no Ellen. No, the, no that, that's Sigourney. Yeah. But she, yeah. Yeah, but she served no other purpose. It wasn't even comedic. Like, she served no purpose. Oh, did he serve a purpose, though? He's supposed to be the comedic relief in the whole film. He even said, like, in interviews, I was supposed to be the comedic relief. Oh, I, I just didn't like it. was just, like, it was one of those characters that, like, graded on me like, every time they were on For camera. me, I enjoyed the character. I mean, and I'm not saying that Matt's not allowed to not like the character. Like, we all hate certain characters. Like, that's just our opinion. I liked the character because, yes, he was the one liner guy who was like, game over, man, you know, like, fuck this shit. But he also, like, didn't just play into that trope like a hundred percent he when they were like you got to get your shit together he got his shit together like he knew what was important and he still continued what he was supposed to do even though he was had those one-liners here and there like he wasn't just like i'm not just a dude that's gonna say the shit and then like you know like die like be a stupid ass death like he kept when he was told you got to keep your shit together soldier to get out of this he was like all right yeah i will i'm gonna say this stuff and he didn't die a stupid ass death like he died trying to like did, he, did he just get like pulled under like he when they were like all from above is that how he died yeah no, he, he, they, well, he no. got pulled under somewhere he it wasn't was, the one who was like the blood got on him as they were no, going into no, the, no, no. the transport vehicle right no no that wasn't him he got like pulled under when he was trying to like um he was trying to protect them and then he got pulled under that yeah, it was a scene happened. where like they thought where it's like they were like where are they coming from because they sealed the doors off and then they forgot like oh that's like they're coming from the top yeah that's the scene right he got Pulled under somehow. There. Yeah, he got pulled some under somehow. But the thing is, is like the way he died, it wasn't like a stupid death. It wasn't him acting dumb. It was just a straight up like a, a situation where he was trying to protect them, but the shit like hit the fan. Yeah. No, and I, I, I agree. Like I like the I like the character and stuff like that. I just I like the idea more than the his direction of the idea. I felt like was better than his writing to expand on the idea, if that makes sense. I mean, no, I, I know what, yeah. I know what you're trying to say. I just res, I disagree with that. Yeah. I think he expanded well, but you think opposite. Yeah, so but that's no, but just yeah, where it is. but I did, yeah, I did appreciate his his perspective to this franchise. I think he did. And I think I kind of like I, I appreciated that aspect where it's like it's not the exact same movie. But I feel he respected the first. Yeah, one. there's different tones. I just love the horror tone, so it's hard to let go of that. But like he did his own thing, and that was. Still very good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like one of the big things and why Aliens is considered one of the greatest sequels and the fact that he respects the first film. He doesn't change anything from the first film. He doesn't change the alien in any type of way. He just added on to the alien lore. And it's like, that's what, when you have different directors coming in for sequels and stuff, like, I feel like some of them just like fucking miss that. And they decide that. Well, there's a Last Jedi situation yeah. or there's an alien to aliens. Yeah, even aliens... To Alien 3, you you made changes. And it's like when you make changes like that for something that worked, it's like you're not expanding on it. You're like making a significant change. And that's when like sequels and shit get fucked up, especially in the sci-fi world. I was shocked when I heard Terminator. The, the, when I heard, Terminator, sorry. When I heard the idea or what the premise of the third one was, I was shocked. I know. Because I was like, that, and the, you're right. It's there's, there's a way to end it and start your own movie, but still pay respect to it, which... They did the entire movie because uh-huh. the whole movie was pretty much like her, like it was like it wasn't like her doing it again. It was they in her mind she was going to destroy them. Yeah. So like it was a whole different aspect for her because now there's this whole world fifty seven years later, but like from I never saw the third one, but from what I've heard, 
everyone crashes and dies except for her in the, in the in the beginning. Yeah, they wipe the slate clean. In that whole relationship of the mother and the daughter, like have the because I didn't realize until I read after that. Did anyone see the director's cut? I know about one? the deleted scene and stuff. But there's a whole different cut I heard. Well, I read. no, it's not a whole different cut, but it's a it. There is a director's cut, but they added in more backstory for the soldiers in Ripley because we don't know in the first one. Okay. So like if anyone doesn't know, we don't know in the first one that Ripley has a daughter on earth. Ripley has a daughter on earth and the whole, one of her motivations to get back to earth is to get back to her daughter. But you know, she's been in stasis for 57 years because the aliens and um, spoiler alert Bishop. So people, I don't, do you know this about Bishop? Who's Bishop? The robot? The robot from the first movie. The first one. Oh, okay. Do you know this? I might. That Bishop actually uploaded himself into the ship that Ripley had um, initially took off of, like that cryostasis pod, and he's the reason why she never made it back to Earth. He uploaded and threw her off. Now, is this the director's cut for the first one or second one? Uh, it's not a director's cut. Like they explain it in like the third one. Oh, because I I know like for a fact like Sigourney Weaver I read online like I like demanded like a different cut that added all the things back in. So I thought there was like a new cut. No, but like, so basically she had a daughter and in the one of the deleted scenes, but it's also in the director's cut. She finds out when they wake her up 57 years later that her daughter is now dead because she never went back to earth in 57 years. Mm -hmm. Fucking passed. Don't don't know exactly how she passed away, but she died. And that's another reason why she's so protective over Newt Mm -hmm. because she's like, you know, I failed my daughter. I'm not going to fail you. Also, I remember reading that for the second one, the aliens, they gave a whole backstory of the colony yeah and I, I, w- I would have loved to see that like that i think i actually wish i would have saw a lot like the more deleted scenes because to me they that it fit the movie better actually, i feel like they almost removed it just for time purposes i think i would have they did they said they removed it because fox wanted it under That's two it hours yeah and i would have liked to see that too i'm not gonna say i wouldn't like to it but the thing is is also they fall into such you know standard soldier roles but i still think they did well in the standard type of like kind of like the archetype that they're playing that it's like i don't know how to explain it but it's like they do have their own types but like there was some back it was more backstory in the actual people who lived in the planet like newt's family and oh all that yeah stuff. that stuff yeah i read all about it so i, I kind of i would have loved to see in. that because in my mind when i was watching the movie the only question i had at the end of the movie was because i saw they were like testing on the face huggers yeah did they create the mother alien like is that like no Test no. like so. Then where did that come from? The alien was in the ship the whole entire time. So it was in the ship. But you just never saw it the first one. Yeah. Was it in an egg? Do they say, or is it just like in the ship? It was just in the ship. So it was already born. I think so. Yeah. Okay. No, that's the only question I had that they didn't really. I didn't need to know the motivation for the aliens. I just wanted to know like where that one came. See, from. like that whole scene, the fifty-seven years in between the first two movies, that can make a great alien series like Actually, what, what that fx show is going to be i don't know what it's going to be about well, there's a show and a movie coming and then well ridley scott's supposed to make another prequel but i don't know it's not, it's, oh, sorry, i don't know why i'm moving like it's not ridley scott it's not the ridley scott prequel it's, it's the a, one from the guy who did uh Fetty Alvarez. yeah he might be doing the, the tv show then no noah hawley is doing oh the so he's TV doing show oh so there's a third so there might be like 17 different alien things going on right God. now <laughs> but can some like i but would not like to Neil see Blomkamp. No. <laughs> i would like to see just just like in between the first two movies, what went down in that colony? Almost um, like what they did with the thing and the prequel, which I think I'm in the minority where I like the prequel. 
where it's when they go to the abandoned uh, station and you just see what the fuck like I think you're the only one who saw it. So yeah, you they, you just walk in and they see like an axe in the wall. They see blood all over the place. It's a mess. And the first movie explains and the pre this prequel explains what happened. See in that first station. I think I would love a prequel between the first and second movie because you don't need Sigourney Weaver. I don't think she wants to do them. She's anymore. sleeping somewhere in space. Yeah, she. I think she said like she's been through enough. She doesn't need to do anything else. I think that'd be a great if you do it well. That could be a great movie. And Focus you got, really you on the still aliens. got the aliens. You got, I mean, you need like a Paul Reiser character. You need yeah. Newt towards the end. But other than, actually, you really don't you, need Newt. Do you, you don't need, need Paul be, Reiser. Do you, oh, no, because he, yeah, he's, he's the one that sent him the, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you need Newt, but she wouldn't be towards the end because she's like seven. So you, you would have a whole bunch of time. Well, she's, really, the ending could she's be how. She's either a place. She's a child. I'm yeah. sorry. The ending could be how they overtook the. Like, the thing that they walked into, and it just looked like it was torn apart by aliens. Like, well, that could be the ending. Yeah. Wow. How long was Newt in the compound, did they say? By herself? Uh, she, it, it was like, I think they said it went dark for, what, six months? It was months. It wasn't oh, that okay. long. So she did grow up normal for, like, a second. Yeah. yeah I'm upset, Now I really want that movie. That sounds like a well, really good idea. Well, I but think it was also we need to copyright that. The, it was her parents' fault that the aliens got released into the colony. Well... Is that from one of the deleted scenes or the... I think it was an expanded comic book that explained what happened. Oh, okay. His, her parents are the ones that, like, actively brought the alien back to the lab. Gotcha. Or one of the facehuggers, and that's when, like, all hell broke loose. Gotcha. Jimmy, so you are you get on with Fox. I'll talk to Fox. Well, um, no, no. <laughs> Disney. I'll call Bob Iger, yeah. and I'll be like, I got a great idea. I know you have 17 alien things in the yeah. works right now, but I got another one. So now... <laughs> I, I know we talked about that you two like the second one better than the first. I have a question, and this is more, did it seem like it was too much action and not too little atmosphere? That's what one of the reviews said. No, I no, because this one is is more of an action-y film. It's more, it's bigger, it's badder, it's, you know, the stakes are raised. So I think if it was a horror film, it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah, with that review would, it wouldn't if it was like spooky aliens if it they kept have the tone worked, of the first one it wouldn't have worked. it wouldn't have worked because it's supposed to be bigger yeah and it's supposed to be more uh you know higher budget you have a new director who i mean at the time had terminator just come out like imagine he had terminator come out and then like he's like i made this little like atmospheric alien yeah. sequel like i don't think it would have worked and I mean, you have the, the the soldiers. You have Ripley being even more of a badass now. She got the the suit. She has the flamethrower. No, I I agree with you. I um I I no, I don't just, agree I, with the review. I'm just I'm you, know, you asked me a question and I'm explaining myself. No, no, I agree with you. I just was curious because like I'd never seen you love an action movie. Like I feel like this movie. I feel like you're not as I'm just kind of. Like, well, because I feel like Jimmy recognizes that the act, the type of this, the type of movie and screenplay that was created for this movie, the action serves it. Like, it's a part of the movie. That's the reason why it's bigger, better. Like the stakes are raised, and it's it's still got like jump scares. It's still supposed to be creepy, but it's just they're like, let's do it action. Like so, the action serves it. Like it serves the script. It serves the story. Like that's how like this movie worked it's almost like and i know kelly's gonna completely yell at me for this probably it's like evil dead 
The first one was a f- complete horror film, and then Evil Dead Two is the first one remade. I but hate as Evil a comedy, See, I hate Evil Dead Two so fucking but, much, and that's why I, he knows I, I'm gonna I yell at him. I didn't care for Evil Dead Two. It's as so much as the, bad. I love the first one, but I see why people consider that one the better one. So let me ask. I never saw the second I one. I literally don't know why people think the second one is the better one. It's so fucking dumb. So let me ask you this though, because I never saw the second one. I saw the first one. Do they do with what like? Like in the second one, do they do like do they honor the first one, no. or do they kind of throw everything out the window? They and do throw their own everything thing? out the window. It's a, almost like a complete. It's a remake. They throw everything. It's like, hey, out let's the do window. this again, but as a comedy. They literally do a. They do like literally like a five six like a five to ten minute recap of the first movie, and it's completely different, except it's the same fucking cabin. That's the only thing that's the same. See, I I'm a I'm a I like when it's if it's a completely different movie. As long as, like we said before, if they kind of pay respects and and have homages to it in the in the movie, then I'm fine with it. But this sounds like it. No. This sounds like a no. Force Awakens, Last Jedi situation. We'll have to watch. It's it. It's we'll literally it. so fucking different. Like, I did not like it. It's so different. Like they, it literally is like a parody of the first movie. It's like they're yeah, making. it's weird. I I don't know why, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense because since I just remember when everything's laughing at him, I'm like, why? I just remember when the movie started. We were literally talking about it, and we were just like, I'm confused. How does this connect to the first one at all? And then I'm trying to read it. They're like, Oh no, we just did it as like a comedy, and I'm just like, so it has no connection. This is like so fucking dumb. Why did they do this to this movie? Yeah, the, that the like that gives me Last Jedi vibes, where it's like they don't care what happened before, even though it's the same person. Isn't Sam Raimi? Didn't he direct that? Yeah, and yeah. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Let us like let's do this for fun. It gives me Last Jedi vibes, and I do not like Last Jedi. Um, but back agreed. To, and then I feel like every other Evil Dead remake it has been like we're just gonna want to make it bloodier and bloodier and bloodier. But I want to bring it back to what we were talking about before, with like you kind of brought up how you really like the action and stuff like that. Do you consider this one of the best action movies? I know it's probably harder for you, Kelly, because you love action movies. But I think it's well, it depends up, on like there's depends. different subgenres of action movies. This is action sci-fi. Like action sci-fi, I have to say for me, it's probably up there. What would you, what like what would top it? Action Terminator sci-fi. Two. Terminator Two, which I it's, yeah, it's action sci-fi. I don't think I like this better than Terminator Two. I love Judgment Day. I think I like this better than Terminator Two. I I I don't. Terminator one I'm okay with. Terminator two I really liked, but this I, I don't know. I liked, I really like. I really liked the second one, even though I did like the first one better. But I think I would say the second one's better than Terminator two. Uh, I like the Terminator franchise like better, better than Aliens, and like I love Judgment Day. Genres get confusing because there's like genres, it, then like, there's subgenres, then there's sub subgenres. I want to bring up. I want to ask your opinion on Sigourney Weaver. She received her Oscar nomination for this. Um. What did you think of her performance? Oh, I she loved it. I thought she was amazing in this movie. I really loved her. I will say in the beginning, when I because I up until like before she went to the planet, I was a little confused on why she got the nomination. But then once I really liked the mother daughter aspect of it, and I think it would have been so much better if they would have kept those scenes in of her other daughter. And that's why she really protected over Newt. But I thought like at first I was like, oh, like she's good, but I don't see it Oscar good. But then I was like. Thinking, okay, 19, what was it, 1986, something like that? 1980s. These type of movies don't get recognized, but there was so much heart to her character. And, like, it was more of, like, not what she was saying, but how she was acting. Yeah. Like, how, like, it was just her, like, body movements and all that. Like, it was just, I was like, oh, 
it's at all. I think people weren't used to that and gave it to her. I think that's when I clicked. I'm like, oh, it's not just like how she's performing what she's saying. It's how she's performing everything. It's because like she added another layer onto exactly. her character, which you didn't expect, which was you, we went from Ripley being kind of like a more cold hearted, you know, rough and tumble type of person from the first movie who didn't, who did have a relationship with her crew members, but also she, you could tell she was more closed off from yeah. her crew members, which again, we discussed in the, our original episode, the fact that this was almost like a, they purposely made her act like that because they wanted, they didn't want you to think that she was the original main character, yeah, which I know yeah. that you and Jimmy had um, stated. Um, but in this one, Ripley becomes more of a full flesh out type of character because yes, we have seen the cold hearted calculating Ripley. That's like, I have to survive. I have to live. But in another sense, in this movie filled with action, death and all that shit like that, we see a woman who is also warm at her core and human and, knows what is and isn't important. And I do think that it was, it did kind of suck that they took out the, her daughter stuff because it really does explain why she's acting that way towards Newt because she's giving off great motherly vibes, protective mama bear vibes. And you're just kind of like, where the fuck did this At come first, from? It's very jarring. But like, yeah. I think like you think you kind of get, you see them to get, once you see them together for a little bit, you're fine. But I think if you would have had that pretext before she went to the planet, it's like, Oh, you would have known, from the beginning. Oh, this makes sense. I do have a question, though, just for you guys, because I know that we have discussed this before involving children actors, especially in horror movies. Did we feel Newt? And I think this might be was like a ball and chain for Ripley, because we do a lot of times when we do speak about this, we talk about how much the kid is like this kid like fucking was like pointless, like the most annoying child, because mostly in horror movies, children usually end up being like annoying as fuck so you're asking she's annoying is she, she annoying and then do you think she's a ball and chain she didn't i don't think purposely get in trouble so like what makes like, her different from like different because we're, we're talking about normal I'm, children horror movie i'm trying tropes. to think when she like fell on the slide that was because she didn't make the jump or something so it was like okay and that put her into like the sewer thing, right? But that didn't like bother me. Normally, that I was would saying, bother because me. Because it like, wasn't God like damn it, kid. her playing, like playing, doing something stupid and yeah. falling, and then that's like, okay, now we, we got to go back because you're stupid and we're not paying attention. Was she a little bit of a ball and chain? Yes. Did I sometimes wish like, but Rid in a bad way or a good way? It because didn't. It didn't hurt. It, I, she was a ball and chain, but it didn't hurt like my view of the movie because like yes i wanted ripley to do something sometimes like because i'm like i know you can do this and you're probably gonna do it like in 10 minutes but so, but also i think because you saw newt kind of lived on her own you're like if she is if once they were in the compound she fell somewhere i'm like oh, okay like she knows where she is she's probably seen these vents before so like at that yes yeah, she was a ball and chain it didn't hurt my perspective of the film but sometimes it, it like got in the way but not in like a bad way yeah, because like, I just felt that they did Newt really well in the sense that, yeah. yeah, she was a ball and chain, but she wasn't a ball and chain in the way that horror movies or even action movies or just movies in general when it involved young children involved in action type scenes, she didn't hinder it. Mm -hmm. Like Jimmy just said, when she like didn't make the jump, it's like she didn't make the jump and that's okay. Like we were like, ah, fuck, now she has to go after her. But it wasn't like fucking stupid child like doing dumb shit like sorry like pet cemetery like running out into the middle of the fucking road and just i don't know 
you know when kids do dumb shit in movies because for some reason kids well, are like we dumb also people wouldn't have pet cemetery world. if he hadn't run out that was that was a catalyst which yeah, i get it you but need, I'm also you need just that like, to happen in order for the movie to actually happen but it's just like i don't know it's just like so dumb i don't know so like, <laughs> i would say a child and i don't know if she's a child the, the girl in the purge who just ran around the house crying <laughs> You she's didn't need his, her. She was just hysterical you didn't need the entire her. time. I wouldn't consider her a child because she's a, a, like... She's a young adult. A young adult, but she's <laughs> still stupid. So let me ask you a follow-up <laughs> question to that. I feel like they were hinting at like a Ripley-Hicks romance. Oh. What if if they would have done them in the first movie or if, it, if, you know, they didn't kill everyone, Newton, Hicks, and this third one, they, like how would you feel about them doing that? Like if they did it in that movie or do you think they should have waited... Till the next one, if they were going to do anything with that. If they were going to do anything, I would say that it would wait until the next one, even though I know the original tensions where Hicks was going to take over for Ripley. Like he was going to become the new protagonist because Sigourney Weaver originally didn't want to come back, even though she came back for another like three fucking films. Well, did you see her payday for the next two after that? Yes, I did. And I yeah. also saw them and I'm just like, but what people do for money. Sometimes I was going to say like, I, I would do got, it. She got like five for the third and like 11... Plus yeah. a producer, so who knows what she's doing. And like, now she's in the Avatar films, and we'll never... Like, they literally killed her character off, and like, we're going to make a new character just so you can be in the next... And you're, you're going to be a teenager. Yeah, I was like, you're going to play <laughs> and you're gonna play the teenager, and your voice going to be the same. <laughs> Do nothing different. And you're going to have to call everyone that you're older than mom and dad. <laughs> it's sort of... That bothered me very side note. That bothered me, like, how they didn't change Harrison Ford's voice in... Uh, um, what's the new the the Dial of Destiny? Dial of Destiny. He looked younger, and I didn't think it was bad. But his voice was but his older voice was old, and I'm like, you ha- you can't make someone like de- you can't de-age someone or make someone a teenager and not fix their voice. Yeah, and I'm like, James Mangold, James Cameron, what are you doing? Fix the voice. <laughs> but yeah, but I think like the, uh, well, what I'm trying to get at is that Newt worked because he also didn't write her into a stupid child trope. Yeah, which is like happened so many times because it's like again he recognized i wrote a character who was able to survive on her own with the aliens and was able to also like help the soldiers like when she's like don't go down that fucking vent yeah come down this vent see i got nervous though because with the new thing you know like i said it was an element of ball and chain and then when they started hinting at the hicks romance i'm like please don't tell me you're gonna like sideline sideline her because she's like now too busy now with these other two things. I'm like, let her be Ripley like the way she was at the end of the first one, mm-hmm. which they did. I just got nervous when they first started hinting at it. I'm like, I swear to God, if he's like, I'll go for her instead of her, I would have been like, you can't, you're ruining Ripley. But luckily it did not happen. It's, I think it's really on dependent if they didn't just die in the third one, spoiler alert, which we already said. Yeah. If they didn't just wipe the slate clean, I could see it happening and being like, okay-ish. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to, you know, it sometimes it works like Jurassic World Dominion when all of a sudden like Chris Pratt and like I forgot her name was it Bryce Dallas Howard and Bryce Dallas Howard and then they adopted the clone girl yeah and it's like whatever you just accepted it because you're just like it works somehow. But I also so. think James Cameron. I remember reading for the first one like because apparently like he didn't like the scene at the end where she just like stripped naked and then started fighting. He's like, I'm not gonna have that, and I think, I think there may have been ideas to do have the romance and the kid and all that and, like start family in the second one i'm like that's not what you should be doing mm-hmm. but i think in the back of his mind i'm hoping that's what he was thinking like oh like i said i'm not i'm gonna portray like a female character accurately and not like oh i have to like let the man do something or i have to watch the kid like no you can leave them for a second and do something and come back to them 
he just like that is right because when he does do love stories they do they are written not not to the best extent even though i said jack and rose one of the best we both know that their actual interactions are them just screaming each other's names in titanic jack rose jack rose and then even with the avatars like fucking Natiri. sorry i i do where's not Zoe's like, Zoe's 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 just screaming the entire time she whispers my Jake. Yeah, she whispers then when she says Jake. My Jake. My Jake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just Does like. blow everyone in eardrums. I was going to say. What like, James Cameron thinks is love. <laughs> I'm looking at Sigourney Weaver's um, like filmography. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, she came back for Aliens 3 and 4. I'm like, she's very loyal to her franchise and her genre. That she She is. knows. I mean, she did the alien. She did Ghostbusters. She came back for both Ghostbusters sequels, like mm-hmm. the, the 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 remake and the the sequel. Yeah. She come back for the remake. She yeah. was in the remake. Sorry, the sequel. Yeah, she was in it. They, she has a mid credit cameo. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, it was very. Um, you have her doing um Wally. You have her in Cabin in the Woods. All these like small roles, but everyone's like the village. But you who's she in Wally? Are you mean Finding Dory? Yeah, I was like, are you talking about Finding no, Dory? No, she plays the Axum computer. I, I don't remember Wally. Is she supposed to be the computer? No. Yeah. She's not the computer that takes over. I think so. Oh, no, it's in his ship. It's in yeah. Wally's little car. And then, I mean, she's Galaxy Quest, where she's literally playing. I fucking love Galaxy Quest. So, she, she I think she just did it also because. I Cabin in the Woods? Was, I said Cabin in the did Woods. Did you? Defenders? Yeah. Defenders. She, yeah, she was mm-hmm. the. She was the villain. Oh, I well, forgot about she that. was the villain. Oh, in yeah. quotes. But yeah, she. She. I feel like. And then back to and then she's like, you know, we'll do Avatar. We'll do some more. Sci-fi. She has no shame. She really has no shame. She knows what got what got her there, and she also is just like, it's a big payday. You know, she has no shame, and I'm not even going to call it shame. She's just loyal to her genre. She knows what works, and she knows like what she likes to do. But she's also a trailblazer. One of the first final girls, technically, because we talked about that last yeah. week. And one of the first to get an Oscar nomination for this type of genre. Mm-hmm. And so, not even horror, no. I mean, I would say you have only before The Exorcist really to get out of the, get into the, like, horror sci-fi, horror sci-fi genre. Yeah. Into yeah. the Oscars. So she's a trailblazer. And then she'll be with Avatar for the next 30 years, so. You know, it, it's okay. You know why? Because she's playing Kiri for the next two avatars. Maybe she'll play Kiri's daughter. Maybe she'll turn turn into a baby by the time we get to Avatar 5. Uh, Jimmy, before we move on, do you have any reviews you want to share with us? Uh, Hold on. I also have to say that I love the scenes, even though it was not a big scene, like with the car they were driving. Just like, it's just cool to see like a real car like driving through the shit. And I'm like, love practical effects so much. I will say, I mean, like we kind of talked about it. Like the one thing that I... I liked with the first one is that you can tell, like we kind of talked about restraints. Some of the things they had to do because they couldn't show like landing at the planet. This one, I was like hoping they were going to kind of have the same thing where they where weren't going to show a ship. There's through. no way James Cameron would and pass I, that up. Well, but that's why I was like, it's James Cameron. So I'll let him be because it's James Cameron. But I was like, oh, I wish they would have done like a more creative thing where like, it didn't look so 80s. That's all. Like, <laughs> but well, that mean. No, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was in my head. I was like, oh, I hope it's like creative like the last one. And I was like, no, it's James Cameron. So he's, gonna, <laughs> he's flying through space. Sorry, Jimmy, go. Um, so here's a half a star from Sam. Okay. And it says, shit film that ruined the Alien series, clear cash grab with one-dimensional tough guy marine characters, makes aliens feel less dangerous than the first film as they get gunned down and the acidic blood seems much weaker than an alien. If I directed an alien sequel, it would have been much better. I only okay. agree with one thing with that is the military 
Um, kind of had like buffoon vibes. And then half a star from Tabat, Tabat, Bat, Bat, Best part was when the guy got cut in half. Who got cut in half? I don't know. Oh, is she talking about the robot? Lance oh, yeah, he got cut. Oh, the robots never live long. No. Well, they did have better effects for the robots when he did get cut in half because it looked really great. Well, apparently I read that they used actual milk for the sequel as his the white liquid instead of like dying water. Mm-hmm. And they said it stunk. Like no one wanted to go near him. Oh, and I was like, that. I was like, that's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're like, we have one costume for Leatherface and we're going to cover it in blood and guts and we just give it back to us at the end of the yeah, day. And then we'll put it back on you in the Texas heat in the <laughs> middle of the summer. Yeah, but just and you'll smell lovely. Dye some water for the poor guy and the aliens. They did it for the first one. They realized like, oh, it smells too bad. Maybe they wanted, they needed something that looked more thick, maybe like viscous. Was there any positives? They're all like best sequel ever. They're boring. Um, Moving on to... Win, lose. Okay, back with the taglines. Okay, Kelly, you can buzz yours in. Okay, the Alien franchise is not the only franchise with more than one movie on the IMDb Top 250 list. Based on the tagline, guess the movie franchise. Okay. So just, you don't have to say a specific movie, just the franchise. Do we have to, can we hit the button? I mean, do you have to finish the full I question? I have to finish it, yes, because they're all going to be pretty easy. Um... A long time ago, in a fi- galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Kelly. Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. Three movies on there. This one has two movies on the list. The toys are back in town. <laughs> Jimmy. Toy Story. Yes. Speed round. Okay. This one has three movies. One ring to rule them all. <laughs> Jimmy. The Lord of the Rings. Yes, correct. All the power on Earth can't change destiny. There's two movies. Marvel? No. Um, They're pretty high up. All the power on It's Earth. a pretty bad one. That's why I did it, because it was like a hard one. The Godfather. Yes. And finally, the last one. The man with the hat is back, and this time, he's bringing his dad. There's two. The man with the hat is back. And he's bringing Indiana Jones. Yes. Ah! Almost, a, almost a sweep. Almost a sweep. Moving on, MVP, LVP. Your most valuable player, Jimmy? Sigourney. Kelly? I like the story. Okay. Mine is Sigourney Weaver as well. Jimmy, your LVP, your least valuable player. Um, I don't know. Not, not knowing what happened. Like, I, I wish we would have known more about the, 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 the city they built. The deleted scenes? Them cutting the deleted scenes? Yeah. Okay. Kelly? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I I honestly can't think of anything. Oh, I have like another really one. Like okay, the stupid um people who were they were like, don't shoot the guns, and like the first thing they do is they're like shooting the guns, and I was like, they told you not to do that. Oh, well, that is true. Why would you do I was that? Like, Why are you shooting the guns? So is that your LVP as well? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, mine is Private Hudson. Okay. Um, rating time. I will give this an eight point five. Kelly. Nine. You give it ten. Whoa. That's a 9.2. We are way above the 8.4 from IMDb. Uh, Jimmy, close us out with your clues. Um, so next week, we watch a film that takes place in a European country. What country? I'm not sure. Okay. I want to say France, but I don't think that's right. Okay. Because um, I forgot. 
which country it takes place in. Um, I thought it was Italy. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't know. Um, oh, I was like, I was like, it's definitely. It's I, not. It's, it's not, not strangers on a train, but they are strangers on a train, and um, it takes place over a twenty-four hour period. Also, just a little announcement as we end the episode, uh, we have a special guest joining us for next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Horror Review. Click around www.pophorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.